1: Welcome back to the Academy here. We're holding class and it is me, uh, Demetrius Virto, aka triple D and OG enterprise has always been my crush, but I'm not alone here in the Academy because I, I always have great teachers here along with me. I'm joined by John Enright who you can find him on the smack attack. You can find them, uh, just about anywhere on social media. And also too, you can find them doing some of that new Japan pro wrestling bullshit with, uh, with Michael Jargle, if he ever does
0: that again, so. <laughs> which is still the best wrestling that's going on on garbage, you know, absolute yeah. no
1: fucking garbage. No, <laughs> but
0: but John, but John, we are not alone, John. No, not, we, you, we had a we had to call in an adjunct professor today to really uh, school us. <laughs> we, you know, we, in we the had we
1: had to call in someone that has a doctorate.
0: Yes, in Star Trek,
1: and especially mm-hmm. somebody in Star Trek ship design.
0: Yes, yes, and ship uh, function and uh, gaming. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we're proud to present to you today, Mister Retro Badger. Give it up for Retro Badger.
2: Hello, hello yeah. from the Delta Quadrant. Yeah, all no, right. <laughs> in case,
0: yeah, in case y'all are wondering, yes, he is. You're you're in. You're located in the United Kingdom. Uh, I am. am I? Yep. Yes, and uh, so uh, I guess the first things we want to do is we want to get the preliminaries out of the way of. Before we get into your channel, how you got started on that, just the okay. basics of um, w- what is what got you into Star Trek in general, like overall. Right. Well, well,
2: when when I did you was, first notice it and yeah, get into it? When I was uh, about four years old, uh, my dad used to watch it every night. Mm-hmm. And basically, he just got me into it. He always had it on in the afternoons, in the evening. And it was always the next generation. So it was probably around 1989, I started watching it and i was just hooked uh from the next generation basically watched it whenever it was on tv loved it uh loved the characters loved the exploring space aspects um it was, it was just incredible i mean yeah. i think it everyone who gets into star trek it's sort of, you have like a sort of personal connection with it don't you it's yeah. sort of um, oh, yeah. you know it's a personal thing but yeah i absolutely love it and then of course we had deep space nine after that and then voyager and it was it was just great so um yeah i'd say it was probably my my father that got me into it definitely beautiful
0: that's very cool now um so you said you you grew up with tng so is that your show you because everybody kind of identifies with the show you know Uh,
2: i I would say probably voyager actually really Uh, yes it was always my favorite voyager but um the original series as well, is I, some right. of the episodes in particular. Uh, they are my favorite. They're just you know like the Balance of Terror. Um, oh yeah, that's a great episode. There's so many to pick yeah. from.
0: Yeah,
2: see, he's a he's an OG guy. He I is. I a, he's
0: a is OG, an o- Cos guy. I'm a Deep Nine guy, and I think I think you're the first person we've had on that's been a Voyager guy, right?
2: Really? Oh, yeah. Well.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, so what what was it about Voyager that you connected with over the other shows?
2: Uh, I would probably say, let's see, I would have been probably a teenager when Voyager came out. Um, and I think at that time in your life, it's, it's quite a hard time, isn't it, growing up? Yeah. When you're at school, you know. Mm-hmm. And I sort of, you sort of identify with Voyager. Like, they were in the Delta Quadrant. They were alone. And I don't know. I suppose at that time in my life, I didn't have many friends. And I sort of felt like that show, I could relate to it a little bit. And it got me through. Growing up a bit. And I don't know, it was, I just had a connection to it, definitely. And it just, um, I love the the story, the characters, although I, I do find Neelix a bit annoying, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, but, yeah,
1: ne- Neelix are really annoying.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ethan Phillips, he's, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing against Ethan Phillips, just the character uh, Neelix. So Tuvix was cool. Remember Tuvix? <laughs> but he's yeah. dead. Tuvix. <laughs> yeah, Janeway uh, murdered him. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and the, I just love the ship, uh, mm-hmm. the Intrepid class ship, uh, everything, really. And then, of course, we had the Borg as well, mm-hmm. who we got to see quite a lot of. Mm-hmm. And then there was the whole journey home. And then there was the odd episode where they would make contact with Earth or there'd be possibly a way home. But it would never quite work out. And it was just, mm-hmm. it was exciting.
0: Very well, Gilligan's Island, yeah. you know. Uh... Ah, Yeah. Yeah. I felt you know there was a comparison because there was always like something would happen and there was maybe a way to get home but then they chose the other path because the, the way home wasn't going to be worth it the the cost and so then they were like oh no and it was almost yeah. Gilligan's Island every every week and you know, without the humor um, aspect of yeah. it, in the way but um, I, I, it was an interesting show uh, you know for for that so all right so you, we we know you're a Voyager guy uh, what what's your if you had to pick of all the ships, it can be yep. any alien race. It can be anything that's been on Star Trek. What's what's your number one ship that you're like? This is my this is my ship.
2: Okay, um, I would say the Galaxy class.
0: Really? Me, oh.
2: personally, um, I just absolutely love that ship. I just love the the look of it, the design. It's very, I suppose you could say, 1980s yeah. inside. It sort of projects power. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's got wood. In, on the set, hasn't it? It's all wooden yeah. inside. Uh It has a counselor, <laughs> and um, yeah. it's just—I love it. It's—and um, also with, of course, source of separation. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. got the—it uh, has a battle bridge, so it has a second bridge. And I don't know, I just absolutely love that ship. And it's the size of it, and it's just—that's my favorite ship.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's, no, just, it, it's a great ship, the Enterprise D. I mean, you can't the galaxy class you can't beat it it's just it's such a i I watch i do watch a lot of ships and they all the people that do videos on the galaxy class it's kind of like in fiction but they say that that was kind of like that class and the excelsior class and the two workhorses really of the federation during that time so
2: definitely Um, i think also it was a good ship to face off against the romulans Mm -hmm. so starfleet needed a ship to match the Romulan warbird, didn't they? And I think yeah. the Galaxy class did a good job of that.
0: Right. Especially because they haven't seen the Romulans in what uh they said it would've been like 50 years or something. Oh, um, that's true, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden they have this the Daredex war, you know, warbird that just shows yeah. up and but it turns out that, you know, the Galaxy class is on par with that, you know. Yeah. So you you got to kind of have to go all right, at least we're moving in the right direction, you know. it's Yeah,
3: definitely. but it, it
0: was that fine balance of of you. Know, you could have a family life, you could explore, but yeah. if you wanted to fight with it, it'll it'll mess you up. You know, it's oh, not yeah, gonna, yeah, it's not just gonna be uh, an Oberth class. You know, uh, no. it, it's gonna it's gonna really hold its own in a fight. You know, even though mm-hmm. it's got a family on board and it, it's got you know all kinds of labs and everything, it's still gonna yeah. it's still gonna mess you up. Which is, you know, I think that. You know because at the time we were towards the end of the cold War um you know yeah. moving towards that and that, that was that same kind of you know in the in the with the military you're seeing that in uh mm-hmm. in our military designs at the time period we're looking for more stuff that could go and be bigger and better but still if you wanted to it'll, it'll put up a fight you know but yeah, not, definitely. Not, not necessarily mm-hmm. be this huge intimidating thing that we, we were used to having but you know, hey, if you if you come at us, we'll we'll still we'll still get you. But yeah, you know, definitely. You know, so all right. So you got ship now. Favorite captain? Ooh,
2: right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it would have to be it definitely uh, Captain Kirk. Kirk? All yes. Right. Yes.
3: <laughs> yes. You could
2: yeah. put you could put Captain Kirk in a room with no doors, and he will find a way out of it. he's he's that kind of person so yeah it's always captain kirk uh there you go
1: jack kirk baby
2: i've never said kirk isn't a bad (laughs) captain i don't know what you everything about him just perfect yeah perfect captain yeah uh he'll do anything for his crew stays calm under pressure perfect yeah
0: no he was he was i think i think honestly if you look at it um Shatner's Kirk is the standard everybody else is compared to. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know where you stand on your James Bonds, but really Sean Connery is the standard for every James Bond you compare to. Yeah, um, definitely. With, yeah, with a lot of these legacy kind of characters, where multiple people have played that character, the first one is the standard, and everybody else compares to that. And so, yeah, I, I would say that with Kirk. You know, yeah, they're all different in a way, um, and we all relate to to people differently, but. The standard was set by kirk you know i mean yeah. we even see that in the stories the reverence people have to kirk even cisco and dsps 9 when they go when they have the trouble with Tribbles episode <laughs> and it's such a great episode and That's they go brilliant. back and tie it and it was just so well done tying in the you know the original series you know stuff with with that and the fact that yeah. cisco had such a love for kirk that you know he was like i stayed around and kind of said, what's up to Kirk, you know? Uh, yeah. Why not? yeah. <laughs> they go, oh, yeah, we all would have done that, you know? And uh, exactly. at that, that the time, guys were like, yeah, we all would have done that, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's the the whole purpose is he set your standard for it. So I, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would argue with that decision uh, for that. You know, I, I think sometimes people don't say Kirk because it's such the obvious choice because he's the standard. And so, yeah. you know, like I like Cisco. I, I really feel like he was a wide range of a, of a character in the captain, uh, you know, unique. Yeah, in the he sense was. of you know, he's a captain, but he's also a uh, planet's you know, religious figure, you know, yeah. as well. Yeah. How do you how do you balance that out? And then we see his melding of the two roles and his, who he becomes as a person. Uh, yeah. You know, the fact that he loves to cook which he got from his dad, you know, I mean, like physically cook, he's not doing replicator stuff. Bro. And then we see kind of a nod to that, uh, which I know you haven't seen yet, but in Strange New Worlds, Pike is that way too. Pike mm-hmm. is a cooker, oh. you know, and so yeah. there's there's some cool things and correlations with things like that. So I like those kind of captains who are more grounded, a little bit more like, you know, relating yeah. to their crew and things along those lines. Not that Kirk wasn't, it's just, you know, he he was put on a pedestal, whereas Cisco was just more on the level, it seems like with everybody he he came in well,
1: contact with. Well, if you watch Star Trek Generations, you
0: see Captain Kirk cooking on in his house though, and that kind cool stuff. Well, yeah. That's true, <laughs> but that's at his house. I mean, that's he's <laughs> that's different. He's not on the starship cooking. He's not uh, yeah. like, you know, Cisco is like, hey, you need to come home for dinner, and he's cooking in their in uh, their um in their in their room at on Deep Space Nine. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's carried that Creole. And of course, I'm from I grew up in South Louisiana, so I'm partial to Creole and Cajun cooking. So, uh, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. So I was like, hell yeah. There we go. Let's bring that in, you know. <laughs> so uh, you get some good gumbo or etouffee or jambalaya. Let's do that. All right, cool. So, all right. So we've got ship, captain, show. I'm um, just... What, what what am I missing? Triple D. I feel like there's a big... Oh, oh. Yeah. Alien race. Favorite alien, alien race. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Here we go. Yeah,
0: they could a be a federation, non federation, whatever you, whatever, whatever is not human. Okay. Alien race.
2: I would have to say the Klingons. All right. All uh, right. I've got respect for them. They're, they're a warrior race. But when it comes down to it, if they need to make an alliance, even with humans, federation, which obviously they, they saw as weaker, uh, they kind of put their instinct society you know to attack them because hmm. obviously in it in the past they had um a bit of a falling out didn't they the big war obviously right and mm-hmm. then we had the um Kittmer accord is that correct yeah yes. right well because after the
0: i think it was after the war they had something and then they had that cold war which was brought about the kidmer effect uh, ah, the right, accord yeah. was uh the whole uh was
1: when was um, when Praxis exploded. When Praxis exploded, ah, uh, that's the, right. Yeah.
0: In the Klingon race, they did. They had fifty years. So. Yeah. Well,
2: uh, but yeah, it was the Klingons definitely because the yeah. warrior race, and I don't know. You, you get the feeling that there is a bit of humor in them. I think mm-hmm. beneath the surface, yeah. Um, and they're such an important race. I mean, if it wasn't for the Klingons, the Federation wouldn't exist. Yeah. They right. helped. They were crucial to the Dominion War. Mm-hmm. Um and also we have Worf who's sort of like an ambassador between the two. Sure. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, and also I, I do love I know we're talking about ships again, but I love their uh, <laughs> the Klingon ships, yeah, uh the Bird sure, of Prey, too. nice cloaking device and they've helped out a lot. I mean there was that there was the episode with um on the next generation where Picard had a standoff on the uh, on the neutral zone, I believe it was, mm. and he was outnumbered in the Enterprise D. And then we con they, he contacted some Klingons for some help, and they were they were cloaks, and then they just uncloak at the end. Mm. I don't know if you yeah. remember that. That was yeah, so yeah. dramatic and it yeah. Was yeah. so cool. And uh, yeah. yeah, I would say Klingons, yeah. without a doubt. Uh, well of course the bat wet as well. I forgot oh, about the bat Oh yeah. yeah.
0: And the different weaponry. Yeah. I mean, so just so you know, you you have matched um my friend Lance Archer, who's 6'8, 275 pound, professional <laughs> wrestler, <laughs> wrestling for AEW. That's his favorite race as well. We've been trying to get oh, him cool. on, on Star Trek as a Klingon because he that's his favorite race. So yeah. we've been like, you know, pitching, you know, everybody at Paramount like, hey. Get Lance Archer on as a Klingon, he'd be amazing. You know, even if it does a walk on wall. <laughs> yeah. I mean the guy is 6'8, 275. He's, wow. he's massive. And he's already got a hair in a mohawk braid, you know, and he calls himself the <laughs> Murderhawk Monster. And that's his wrestling persona. And so uh it's it's hilarious. And we're like, let's let's get Lance as a as a Klingon. It would be hilarious. Oh that'd be funny. Oh yeah, yeah. you know. So um, you know, and I think I agree with you. I mean, even in Enterprise, which I know a lot of people don't like, and I don't know where your thoughts are on Enterprise, but
2: I respect it. Yeah, certainly. You know, you know, uh...
0: but the first episode involves Klingons. You know, they You know, yeah. he had, he yeah. had uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zeus, Tiny Lister, uh, yeah, you know, Thomas, as, yeah. As, as the as the uh, as the Klingon who lands on Earth, and in Enterprise, is like we got to get him back. And so, uh, yeah. if, who knows what the Federation or the humans would have done. If that didn't happen and the Vulcans kept, you know, holding them back. That's you know, true. You yeah, know, so is. even even in that aspect, uh and then of course the funny storytelling of how they got their flat ridges, you know, in Enterprise and <laughs> to kind of tie that in to GOS and what happened there. Mm-hmm. So um <laughs> yeah. you know also
1: it, also also too, John, the uh the evolution of the the Klingons from the original series yeah. of how they were to next generation where in the movies where became more like the, the samurai where it was all about right. honor and bringing honor into your house that's why i re, i love the klingons about that actually i was listening to um one of um it was uh, it was one of the ian Fleming novels it was uh you only live twice
3: hmm. oh where yeah bond
1: had to, yeah where bond had to go to japan and right he's, he's sitting there with uh tiger tanaka and they were talking about honor and Tiger's talking about japan about bringing honor and I'm listening to it. I'm like, damn. I was like, those are the Klingons.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Really? You know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you bring dishonor, the Klingons, you know, they'll like kill themselves, you know, because they brought dishonor to the house. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. And you know,
1: they're always trying that's to bring thing. honors. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I was like.
2: I need to check that out. That book. Uh, the... Yeah.
1: It's, yeah. Actually, that, that's a really, like the entire uh, Fleming Bond series of books are really great. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I've just yeah. seen the movies. I've not ever, I haven't read the books, but you do get a different perspective, don't you? When you oh read yeah. Books, yeah. You know Actually
1: those. to totally just, totally just sidetrack off this. Of, sorry, John. <laughs> this is when what we you, do. Yeah. When <laughs> so, so now I, to me, like I don't have a lot of time to read the books, even though I do own all the books. I, I do the, the audible thing. And when oh, I'm yeah. listening to the books on audible and I'm hearing how Bond reacts and how Bond acts, I'm like, son of a bitch that's timothy dalton timothy dalton i, mm. I timothy dalton was the bond from the books it's really like even yeah it, even his, wow. the mannerisms the bond had and if you watch like living daylights and license to kill yeah it's the bond from the books to a t it's mm. incredible oh so, wow yeah yeah
2: he's quite underrated isn't he as well Timothy oh, Dalton yeah. for, for a bond you know he's not mentioned much no
1: yeah no he got he, he got screwed over when um when when there was that lawsuit between Eon and
2: oh, I really? think it was uh, wow.
1: MGM MGM and they didn't have a bomb movie for 5 years and right he didn't want to come back cuz he's like I I want to be too old and then they got Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. to, to do the Bond movies yeah
0: right. well and, and and of course uh, I think uh, Eon and then they wanted they wanted Pierce first cuz of mm-hmm. Remington Steel but they had to exactly. go but they couldn't get he couldn't get up his Remington Steel contract so they mm-hmm. had to go with um, you know, the second choice, which was Dalton, and I think he knew that going in, too, so it was like, you know, I wasn't your first choice yeah. to begin with, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know, like, I, I agree with you, He, he's underrated, but at the same time, you know, I like I said, I haven't read the books either, and so when you compare Dalton to Connery, um, I, it's just worlds different, you know, worlds yeah. different between the yeah. two. Yeah, then you compare, like, like dalton to roger moore i mean it's, it's, Which, yeah it's like we're night, campy it's like day. Yeah, yeah it's campy. so campy you know it's, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's that hard turn it's like you went from more you know connery kind of shot that line more went way campy dalton kind of went the other way kind of more closer to what i think think we see with craig but not mm-hmm. quite but closer to that level yeah more and, action yeah but i think yeah. at the same time too People didn't want that. They want. They still wanted the quips and the, the likability. And I don't think Dalton had that likability on screen that you well, got with, with the other guys.
1: Well, I'll, I'll say this: in, in *The Living Daylights*, though, he he had a lot of that, especially when when it came to times where there was in the opening um, opening of the movie where Bond had to get Cara the Carol They had to get her cello, and he's like, "No way! Are we going back to get that cello?" And then they come back, and it's just just Dalton's just like. Son of a bitch. Why? <laughs> you know? So, I mean, so there's like funny things. And one last thing about Dalton when Connery didn't want to do Bond anymore after you only lived twice on her she secret service, Eon actually brought Dalton in and he wanted to have Dalton play Bond.
3: Mm-hmm. But
1: Dalton, the time was like in his 20s and he's like, no, I'm too young to play Bond. And that's when they went with George Lazenby,
0: who. Oh, yeah. He it conned was kind his of way a, into that role. He conned his way into that. Yeah, role. yeah.
1: He he did like two commercials, and he like yeah. He just charmed Cubby Rockley to become the next Bond, and he he kind of fucked that up big time. You know? <laughs> yeah, he did.
0: <laughs> good lord, yeah. good lord. Anyway, so this is not a Bond podcast. This is no, it's not. This, this is like I said, we chase rabbits, and we you know we do whatever. So, but yeah, I mean, I think the Klingons are a great you know choice for that. Uh, you know, I, I think it's it's hard not to tell the story of the Federation and and the Klingons because you have one society in humanity that has grown out of you know what they could have been and where they could have gone and almost destroying themselves to becoming the society of that focuses on art and and trying to better themselves and then you have the Klingons who better themselves through fighting and technology and, uh, and technology and war and honor and, and and in doing so, you know they they begin. To better themselves in that aspect and then we come to able to see hey if we continue this route we're gonna we're gonna we, we can't go so we we've got to make some changes and so yeah. but it, it, it their hard-headedness in that aspect of it too it's it, it, it takes a lot for them yeah. to change and i'm um, not
2: forgetting as well the um i forgot the enterprise c link oh well. yes, oh, um, yes. That was At a major. yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah exactly and that that was huge which uh, uh, no, it's not here. Uh, I was gonna get a new job, but I don't. It fell through. But I have uh, a model of the Ambassador class. Um oh, cool. I, I haven't brought it back from my house yet. But yeah, I have a model. I got the Eagle Moss Extra Large um, Ambassador nice. class edition. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I'm. I'm slowly. I'm slowly gathering my uh, collection of things uh, that I want to do for. Um, you know, collection as far as ships go. Um, yeah. Now that I found Eagle Moss is on Amazon. Hello. So oh, I no. Oh, yeah. no, that's... Yeah, that's
1: that's... bad nu- uh, Badger. <laughs> that is that is bad news for Johnny because he's just going to be spending all his money on.
0: What are you talking about, money? Oh no, no. You you, How many times have I gotten you to buy stupid shit from the show? Because I have uh, not bought <laughs> stupid shit on the show. It's been it's been good shit. Thank you. Well, true, but like you know, no. I've like, like we had a we had a we had a uh, Petra Petra. We had a. I think a streak of like four shows in a row where I would read something. and He's like, "Oh, I gotta go buy this." And so, he <laughs> like four shows in a row, he bought something that I was like, "Oh, look, they're coming out with this. I'm gonna buy it." Yeah. And so he bought all kinds of. Yeah.
1: So that I was the Playmobil. I bought that Playmobil uh, Enterprise. That thing is that
0: thing is crazy. Oh I wow, mean,
2: Playmobil Enterprise. That's neat.
0: Yeah, they yeah, really released it. It was uh, that was what last Christmas around the Christmas time. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, last oh.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, I mean it's it's giant. It's, yeah, it's massive. You. It's massive. So it's yeah. So he he's bought all kinds of stuff basically because I was reading it. I kind of do it on purpose to see what he'll buy and go for. It. Um, I like. <laughs> I I, I, like he's got a he's got a great bar setup, and so uh, I was reading about how you can get uh, custom glasses now. Like, and you can you can be like Captain, you know, Demetrius, or you can be yeah. Ambassador Demetrius. You can pick your you can pick your badge that you want to put on there, and then your title. With your name, and oh, it'll, cool. it'll engrave them that way, and so uh, he came really close to buying those. But I uh, did, I did. He came really <laughs> close. So that's kind of our running joke is what can I find every week to to, to make Triple D buy it because he can yeah, afford exactly. more than I can. So, <laughs> oh, uh, but I work for a nonprofit. You run three like successful donut shops in upstate New York. Uh, yeah. There is a difference between what we make in, in I our wanna, lives. I
2: wanna, what's your uh, what's your Sorry. Uh, what's your most popular um, donut?
1: Most popular donut is probably our spotlight with chocolate frosting with a dab of vanilla cream in the
2: middle. That my one. God. Yeah, I'm hungry now.
3: Where,
1: <laughs> there's that one, or we got the Boston cream, chocolate frosting with a custard filling
3: inside.
2: Oh, yeah. very nice. Good lord, good lord, and, and, okay. and he comes
0: up and he comes up with all like the specialty like stuff right for your for you guys yeah. who come up. he designs yes. and comes up with all the different specialty donuts and flavors so this is whenever like if you ever go and check out like dip of donuts on twitter or instagram dude you see some of the specialty stuff that's this is all triple d's from his crazy mind that comes oh, right wow. there you see it so <laughs> i'm gonna check um, that out yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah that, uh... they, they they have if anything they have the best food porn channel like you know, instagram and twitter mm-hmm. um, that you're gonna see so uh, it's worth it just for that to go. Damn it! I wish I lived in upstate New York only, <laughs> only for donuts, only for donuts. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, know, I keep yeah. telling him he needs to come down to Texas because you know there's nobody oh, doing that sh- what he's doing down here, man. Like as far as that quality, trust me, things. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. How things are in the UK,
1: but here in New York, things are just things. Things are just not very good in New York, and. Yeah. Down in, down where John lives in Texas. Texas is just its absolutely exploding with, you know, the economy is good down there. A lot of people are down there
3: uh, oh, wow.
1: and uh, property isn't too expensive there. Correct? Correct. Mm-hmm.
2: So really yeah. Right. It, here it's um, property is out of control. The property market um, mm-hmm. is it's insane. It's, I think it's going to crash eventually or soon anyway, because it's um, people can't afford to buy houses. Yeah, normal that's people easy. so if you if you're a first time buyer you, you've got no chance
3: here,
1: yeah and how are they and 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 how and how are the flats are, are the flats like re- re- really expensive too now or
2: they are now yeah sure. they're going yeah. up as well they're just they're overinflated the prices so it's you know not and, fair that's, really.
1: and, and i'm and i'm surprised because usually the uk the uk's economy has always been like stable because the pound has always been such, yeah. such a strong currency. So,
2: it's um, I'm not sure what it is. I mean, I think we've um, our interest rate has been really low uh, mm. for the past uh, ten or twelve years, which traditionally it's never low. Our interest rate, oh, okay. and it's been artificially low, which has pushed the prices of oh. everything up, and and now inflation's going out of control. Oh, so it's uh, it's a hard time for people over here right oh, now. Uh, so. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's
0: never fun. But that's that's where I guess we can talk about our main point today is we want to talk about you and your channel and Mm -hmm. how you on YouTube. Uh, So ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, Retro Badger has a channel and it is uh, we're going to let him explain a little bit what he does and how he and kind of what what, what made you kind of come into it. Uh, I was always a big Bridge Commander guy. I love Bridge Commander um, when it came out. I had the disc when it came out. I I thought it was just the (laughs) coolest video game ever. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted in a Star Trek game. But uh, we're gonna let you talk about that. Um, so let let's go ahead and I guess this needs to be our main point. So let's yeah, let's have this should be our main
1: point. Let's
0: <laughs> let's have uh, let's have James uh, Money MacGyver, our silent uh, partner here. Let's have mm-hmm. him blow the whistle right now. And uh, well, that's not the whistle. It's our it's our black alert. Black black, black alert, John. Yeah, Come on, he, John. Good lord, I'm so used to our structure of <laughs> normally we do news with the <laughs> whistle. and then. News. Like, yeah,
1: news, news, know. where you get me riled up about something. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, but we're going to talk about that. So, so you you use the Bridge Commander game to yeah. um, basically pit ships against each other. And late recently, you've even done outside of the Star Trek universe. So, yeah. explain to explain what gave you this idea to do this channel in the first place?
2: Right. Well, during um, the pandemic, obviously there was lockdown. Um, right. Which you, you had in the states, I think, as well. Yeah, and um, <laughs> in some some parts of the states, Texas is oh, a little my, like
0: eh. not Texas. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, um, I basically had too much free time on my hands, and Bridge Commander, like yourself, um, I've been playing it since it came out. Uh, the first day it came out, actually, I went to the shop and bought it. I remember mm-hmm. doing that, and I've been playing it for years and years and years, and I've been modding it as well. And I just did some cool battles. Like I thought, oh, wow, that battle's so cool. You know, I'll put it on YouTube for a joke, you know, just for a laugh and see what happens. See if anyone else likes it. Maybe try and start like a little community, perhaps. And I put a few videos up and got a few views and comments. I was like, oh, wow, someone actually watched my video. I couldn't believe it. It was just amazing. I was like, wow. So I did some more. And then something strange happened where one of my videos, just, it just seems to go a bit viral. Mm. So I had thousands and thousands of people watching this one video and comment on, commenting on it. And then people started subscribing to my channel. And I didn't even know, it sounds daft, but I didn't realize people could even subscribe to your channel. I didn't know anything about it. I was like, what, what's this, subscribers? <laughs> I thought I'd subscribe <laughs> to something, <laughs> I didn't know. Um, so yeah, after that, it just people started commenting, and I think what it was the the people on YouTube who watched it they they kind of gave me the idea. They said, "Oh, it would be good to see this ship against this ship," and I was thinking, "Oh yeah, you know, it would be okay. Well, I'll do it," and then I uploaded it, and it created a bit of a stir, like a bit of a buzz. I, I think uh, one of my most popular videos was the Enterprise G versus all of the other Enterprises. So it went Mm. from A, A, B, C, D, E, F, and J. Oh, and the NX class as well. I put that Mm. in there. And that one went really popular. And I just started getting a silly number of subscribers. So I thought, right, okay. And I loved it. Like, I get to communicate with people. People send me messages all the time. And we've sort of created, like, a little community. Cool. And, um, yeah, and I'm just... I basically get all of my ideas off, let's see, I get half of my ideas from people and half of the ideas I just think of. So in the middle of the night, I'll be sleeping, I'll wake up and I'll think, hang on a second, um, Babylon 5 ship versus the Sovereign class or Borg ship versus the Millennium Falcon, something like that. It just pops into my head and I think, right, Mm -hmm. and I write it down because I always forget. I write it down. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of just, uh, grown from there really, but I, I can't believe how many people, uh, like it and have watched it. I'm just, it's just amazing. Um,
0: so, so this was a, a, a pandemic hobby that has turned, I mean, is it, I mean, cause you post pretty regularly and it's, it's usually what, like three to five videos that drop when you post. So yeah, what, like how, how long does it take? So what we see as a finished product, mind you, I understand how long it takes because, You know, if you do three to five minutes of a video, that takes like an hour and a half, two hours of filming, production, things like that. So for one video, how much time does it take for you? Are you investing into that one video that's usually three to seven minutes long?
2: Uh, I would say probably a little over an hour for one video. Um, And yeah, I'd say about an hour. So I I probably spend most of my day doing it now. Um, Yeah. Every every day, uh, though I I try to have a few days off, if I can. But it, you know, it's <coughs> it's quite hard. But it it's just I, I just love doing it, and also it's um, with YouTube they pay you a little bit of a little bit of money for adverts, um. So yeah, it's it's win win really. I, I like doing it, and I like it. I like communicating with people, engaging with people. Um, I've also started doing walkthroughs as well. For oh, nice. uh, other Star Trek games,
0: yeah, I saw and, that.
2: And my my plan really is to try and document every single Star Trek game ever made. That's my mission. So, oh, wow. and it's probably going to take me a while because we have like really obscure systems, like um, the Commodore sixty four mm-hmm. or the the Genesis, or you know, there's there's Sort of Trek games that people haven't heard of or maybe have forgotten about, and I want right. to try and document everything so there's a record of it, really.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was I was surprised with Super Super Nintendo had a lot of Star Trek games like Starfleet Academy.
3: Yeah. Next that's gen. Right.
1: What I mean, because I, I tell you the truth, I I really didn't play a lot of the Star Trek games growing up, but yeah. I know there's been I know I know John has and. John's told me that just numerous amounts of games that
2: there is a uh, lot. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think um, one I've just started um, Next Generation of Final Unity, Starship Next Generation of Final Unity. Um, I've just started doing a walkthrough for that one. And that was a game that when I was about 10, I remember going to buy it. I think I got it for a bir- my birthday, perhaps, oh, and nice. I could never get it working on my computer. So it's only now that I've gone back wow. and thought, right, I'm up to this game, so I'll do it, and so I'm experiencing it for the first time, and it's it's exciting, it's great, I, oh, I just man. love it. It's, that's, um, that's
1: awesome. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: Twenty five awesome. years later, I can play it. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: well, isn't that the worst? Like you bought a game back in the day, and you're like, surely it'll work on my computer, and then you get home, uh-huh. and and you're missing like you're you're just you don't have quite enough memory, or you don't have quite yeah. the the, the the uh, AV card or whatever, and you just like, man, I spent fifty bucks on this game and I can't play it. And yeah. then now, now you go on, online and get these emulators, and you know, yeah. or you can, you know, yeah. um, I think what is it? You you were, I saw because I I went through your how you do your mods, uh, oh, yeah. you, your most recent videos on your mods of how to do it, and you talk about if you get a uh, GOG, which I guess they have uh, Bridge Commander where you can download it now.
2: Um, yeah, that's right. They, they've they got oh, other wow. Star Trek games as well. Um, so around the time Bridge Commander came out, there was quite a few Star Trek games, if right. you remember. Uh, within the space of about two or three years, we, we got a lot of really good ones. Mm-hmm. And they've they've, re- they've re-released them all basically on GOG. Right. And um, they're designed to work with Windows 10, Windows 11. So it's it's really good. Um, right in terms of mods for um, Star Trek Bridge Commander, there are literally thousands and thousands of them out there. It's incredible. Uh, Any combination you can think of, you can probably find. It's um, good.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and so I know that you've done Star Trek mods. You've done uh, Babylon 5 mods. You've done Stargate SG-1 mods, uh, Battlestar Galactica. What's been your favorite one that you're like, oh, okay, I, I didn't, this is cool. What's been your favorite one that is a non-Star Trek mod that you've, you've put on and maybe run a few times with different ships?
2: Okay. Um, I would say the Stargate um, mod pack because you get a lot of Stargate ships in there. And I think using the Ori, you know, the Ori warship yep. where it yep. fights that big beam out. Mm-hmm. That for me was, was so cool. I, I, I couldn't wait. I remember finding the mod. And it was like, I'd, I had to do something that day when I found the mod, and I just didn't do it. I, I can't remember what it was, but there was something I had to do that was really important, and I forgot because of that mod. I got <laughs> so distracted. Doing... That's awesome. <laughs> um, but basically, I tried to recreate the, uh, the battle in Stargate SG-1 between the Ori and the Atari, uh, the, mm-hmm. the Earth ships. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really good.
0: Now I do. I do want to say, as a Babylon Five fan, it pains me when I hear you call the Shadow Vessel a battle crab. Like, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, and I know it's listed because I see like in the tab it says listed battle crab. But it's just, yeah. I mean, they only call it. It was just a Shadow Vessel, but still, <laughs> it cracks me up. I was like, so like, is this? I like, is that what the mod says? They are calling it a battle crab, or that's
2: that's what the mod says. It's more of a nickname yeah. for it, I think. Mm um but i i have to be honest i'm not too i don't really know too much about Babylon 5 i'm actually going to start watching it soon because i've oh. i was looking up some videos on youtube earlier mm-hmm. um with the shadow vessel in the yeah. tv show and uh it looks really good so oh, it,
0: it's incredible i mean the the show was so far ahead of j michael stryzenki um was so far ahead when he came writing that thing he i mean they had to they had to create the technology for him to be able to do the show and so oh, even wow. now, like, you know, the re the redos and the updates that they do make the show look way better than it did back in the day, even though it was super yeah. cool when they did it. But like, you know, the idea of the rotating station and, um, you know, how they did things, the shadow vessels, they they don't warp in and out. They just kind of fade in and out. You know, kind Yeah. Of things, they they look scary, stuff. those. Oh, no. And that, <laughs> that was the thing. It's like when you first saw that shit, you were like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, and, like shit's got real. Like, it got real all of a sudden. And, and then, yeah. of course, you had your Vorlons uh, on top of there who were kind of that weird, you know, okay, they're weird, you know, a little bit scary. But then when the Shadow Vessel showed up, you're just like, oh, my God. And the, and the yeah. story they told in that five years, even with the change in um, – so, originally, the you had your first-year guy who was going to be captain, and then Bruce yeah. Boxleitner came in. That wasn't supposed to happen. The uh, the gentleman who was the first year captain was supposed to be there for all five years, but he had mental health issues. And so oh. and so that's why Bruce Boxleitner was brought in to give the uh, original guy. I, f- I forget his name off the top of my head for a moment, but um, he just recently, he passed away about a, a couple years ago uh, from it. But uh, oh. that's why and that's why they brought him back on such a limited basis with uh, those stories. And, and made him uh, an essential character without having him involved as much because it was better for his mental health um, yeah. in the long run. And so uh, Bruce Blocksteiner came in and really did a great job, and they were able to kind of – that was one shift I know J. Michael Straczynski had to make because that wasn't originally the plan, but still having these great characters build and grow from there and still tell a great story, even though he had a five – like he went in knowing, I'm writing a show for five years and that's it. You know, you know. I mean, to to have a writer come and say, "Think about," he pitched a TV series. Said, "Hey, I'm going to write a show, and it's for five years, and that's it."
2: Yeah, he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: Yeah. and and to sell them on that, and they go, "Okay, cool. You need five years? Here you go." And I mean, he told twenty-four episode seasons. You know, I mean, they weren't what we're seeing now of twelve episodes. I mean, I don't. I know in England, you guys. I mean, Max maybe a lot of times is thirteen episode seasons but yeah
2: they don't they do tend to do shorter yeah
0: like here in here in the states it's if you know 22 24 episode seasons mm-hmm. you know for that show and it's 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 done really really well so you know if you can find it and you can watch it man it is i will start, I am, yeah. yeah it really gets really good in season two and on you know because the first season they're getting their, their footing and they're starting to. Do, get some stuff going. And there's some stuff in the first season that correlates throughout the rest, obviously, because it's a serialized uh, story, but it really starts to pick up in season two. Um, It really does. Um, You know, something like, as a matter of fact, one of my beagles is named Jakar. From the character Jakar from Babylon 5, so you know that's oh, how mate. much we love oh, the show. My so my oldest beagle is called Jakar. Uh, for no reason. Yeah, you know it's so it. <laughs> I can still I can still bench press more than you. So I up. know you can. I know you
1: can. So
0: yeah. So uh, all right. So so Babylon is your favorite. So then how did you how did you find these mods? Because like I'm not a like I like playing games, but I'm not a big modder or i mean i usually i'll play a game and i'll wear it out or whatever so how did you find these mods for bridge commander to do some of this stuff
2: it was years ago um well it was about 20 years ago i think when the game came out yeah and i had some friends on the internet Do you remember msn yeah chat messenger yeah i had some friends on there um who were part of a star trek group and they just sort of said, oh, well, you know, you can, there's some mods for this game. And somebody sent me a mod. It was the first mod that was made for the game. And I think it was to stop. You know the, um, the first officer on Bridge Commander, Safi? Yeah. Um, a lot of people found her really annoying. And the first mod ever made for that game was to mute her, to actually <laughs> mute her voice. And that's the, that's the mod that I I tried and and put on. I was like, wow, so you can actually change the game. I didn't know you could mod games. I thought like, wow, Mm. this is incredible. And then there was quite a few websites set up. And then there was like a big directory, like a database where you could go. And there was just loads and loads of them. But they were quite hard to install um, because it was all like individual ship mods. Mm. But there are some big, bigger mods that you can install, like Kobayashi Maru, it's called. And that has about maybe an extra 40 or 50 ships. So wow. you just, uh, wow. it's, and it's really easy to do as well. It's um, yeah. And we've had recently, there's been a new one made called bridge commander remastered mm. and it will, it works very well on modern systems and it also runs in hate full HD, the resolution. Oh, so wow. that's compatible with a lot of people's monitors and laptops. Mm-hmm. And um, that one's quite recent and the graphics are spectacular. They're, they're really good. Uh The only, Issue with that one is you can't add anything else to it, like Kobayashi Maru, But it, mm. it's still very good. So it's a good time, really. The game's had a bit of a resurgence, I think. Like you know it.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I people like you doing stuff like this helps a lot. So oh, yeah. of all the mods, then, which one's your favorite? You have a favorite mod that you like. You find yourself going back to. You get all these. You try them out. But what's yeah. what's the one you find yourself leaning your leaning back to the most?
2: Uh, let's see. At the moment, uh for individual ship, I would say um, there's one called the Section 31, Century mm. Class. So it was the Enterprise F um, in the game. And it's Section 31, and it has a cloaking device. It's like a stealth ship, basically. It's, it's painted black, and it's got a cloaking device. And it also has the uh, green drain weapon that it can fire. So it can fire that out. Ooh. And it can also fire tachyon bursts, so it can disable people's shield, And what else can it do? There's something else it could do. It has blue phases as well. I'm not sure what the blue phases are.
1: Oh, but my god. Uh,
2: so I'd say that's my favorite mod at the moment. Um, but in terms of overall mod package, I would say Kobayashi Maru. It's, um, it adds so much to it, the game. It's just incredible. Yeah.
0: And do you have a favorite ship that you like to play, um, like when you, like, you find yourself? Man, I always love going back to this ship. This is the fun. You know, this is a ton of fun um, when I go play. Uh,
2: yeah, I would say, um, yeah, the Galaxy class definitely. Galaxy. That's my favorite ship. So, nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 well represented. I think in the game, um, it can fire eight photons at a time at the front, and of course, you can you can even separate the saucer section in the game. That's modeled as well. So you can take control of the saucer section or the star drive, hmm. which is pretty neat. And, yeah, uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. Say that one. Okay. Awesome.
0: And, and now, I, I saw you did a you did the D versus the retrofit D, and it, oh, seems yeah. like, it seemed like the retrofit D was like worse than than. Yeah. What, I, what, what happened with that?
2: I think um, what it is some of these mods. Obviously, that mods are made by different people. And they have balancing, so they have stats. So say the hull is rated 1,000, the Shields are rated 600, and sometimes they go a bit imbalanced. So you might have, say, this actually happened in a recent video where I had the Enterprise B versus two Enterprise A's, and the Enterprise A's managed to beat the Enterprise B. Really? which doesn't make, doesn't make sense. And right. um, it was just the mod was just unbalanced. So unfortunately, you know, that, that can happen sometimes. Um, but I still share the results sometimes because I just find it funny. Right. Um, but I am thinking of setting up a new series where I review mods for mm. the game um, because there are quite a few mods out there that, you know, they're not the best. I mean, I still appreciate that people put, you know, hard work and time into them. But it's... Sure there are some mods out there that, that can break the game, literally, mm-hmm. like they can corrupt the game. And there's also ones out there that are seriously imbalanced. So I thought, I think I might set up a series where I start reviewing them just to help people.
0: That might be good. Because I mean, no, if, if, awesome. if, if like, if, let's say I go back into this and I start looking at mods, I, I wouldn't know what to, I would only know Kobayashi Maru and Remastered from what you, have t- you said, but there's yeah. so many out there, I would be like, what do I, how do I even know what to do? That's actually really great, you know, to help someone out who, <coughs> you know, thinking about getting into it again and wanting the cool mods and what you're doing and playing and, and stuff like that. Now, do you have a favorite video that you've done? Not necessarily as like your your most views or whatever, but the one you're the most proud of. Of I made this. This is it's just my favorite. This is the one I've done that I've really enjoyed.
2: Yeah, uh, there was one video where I put oh, what was it now? I think it was the excalibur classes i had a number of excalibur classes i don't know if you know the excalibur class um the, that's like a the giant, big one
0: right it's a giant generation yeah. ship
2: and it was up against the cardassian uh Hutet, i think it's called oh yeah that big ass like carrier almost looking mm-hmm. kind of thing that's right and what kept happening is i played as starfleet in the Excalibur and the computer controlled the cardassian ships And the Cardassian ships kept colliding into each other and blowing up. And um, I put some... It kept happening so much that I kind of put like a comedy element to it. I put some... um, At the end of the video, I put a bloopers section. And (laughs) I put some like funny piano music and showed them all exploding into each other. And then for the finale, I had um, Gal Dukat a picture of Goldicott, He was sat down and he was staring, like with a grin on his face. And then I just put "dedicated to the stupidity of du- uh, Goldicott. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was my favorite.
0: <laughs> I, I think I remember that one. That was great. Bravo! 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 Sir. bravo. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that's great. Oh, that's that great. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there, uh, was,
2: there's quite a lot of humor in that game. Like some of the things that happen. Like so, you'll you'll be fighting, say, the Borg or something like that. And then they'll be winning. And then they'll just do something silly. Like, I had two ball cubes once in a battle. And amazingly, they, they also collided. And then something will happen, like, where I'm in an asteroid field. And I'd, I think it was that one where they collided, the ball cubes. And I wasn't looking where I was going. And I, I crashed into a, an asteroid. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, haha, you know, the Borg, they've just crashed into each other laughing. And then I crashed straight after it. Oh, yeah. and it's like, Things like that happen. And I've got like a oh. whole um, folder full of um, mistakes, i like call them bloopers. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah.
0: Uh, so have you ever thought about doing a video where you just kind of show bloopers and, uh, and do something along those lines to have fun with it a little bit?
2: I think I might, to be honest. Yeah, because I've got, like I said, I've got an entire folder on my, my computer uh, <laughs> full of them. I'd say probably half the videos end up like that. So, really? Uh, wow. Yeah. So.
0: Do, you, do you find the mods make make that kind of glitching a little bit where you're you're having some of this stuff happen? Or is it just the AI doesn't know how to handle, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's the, the AI, to be honest, because it was never designed to do half of this stuff. It was only designed to have a certain number of ships, like the mm. set of ships that were in the game. Right. And also sometimes you can find that the collision parameters with the ships aren't quite accurate so they might Mm. fly next to each other um not necessarily hit but the game thinks they've hit so then they explode Uh. (laughs) it's quite funny gotcha gotcha
0: oh my lord i mean that's that's some good stuff there i mean so so is this you're saying you're doing this a lot so i mean but surely you have a regular job so or has this become what you do on a regular basis now
2: um yeah I, i sort of um i'm i'm self employed okay. anyway nice. um so i um what i do is i i refurbish old computers for a living so i get oh, computers nice. um from say thirty years ago uh fix them and then sell them to people basically um so i sort of i do that on the side and then I've got this as well, and they just go hand in hand really so when I get yeah. fed up of um working on computers I, I come and do some Bridge Commander videos and then, yeah, just mix it up, you know? Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. So you get tired of working on computers, you get on a computer and you play video games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh, that's, that's that's interesting. So, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i going to be honest, you know, I'm 43. You sound like you're like 27.
2: Um, no, you know, no, no, no. I'm, I'm older than that. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm thirty-seven. Okay. All
0: right, 37. Right. okay, all right, So you're in our ballpark as far as age goes. Yeah. So, uh, do you find, like, I know on the creator end, sometimes can you see like the age group of people who are watching your videos? Do you know what that kind of is?
2: Yeah, I, I looked at that the demographic. Um, it's around. It's around my age, actually. I think it's really? something. What's it? it might be like twenty-nine to forty-five or something like that. Oh wow! So it's, it's around. Yeah, around my age, roughly. Okay. Um, so I think it's like the TNG crowd. So right. TNG Voyager Deep Space Nine crowd. Mm-hmm.
0: beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, do you, how do you, I mean, and I know you're just, you're just putting your videos up. So is it more people sharing your videos? Do you think that's how they get to know you? Or, um, or are you doing some things to kind of make sure your videos pop up um, on YouTube?
2: No, um, I just, I, I just literally put them up and YouTube, I think, um, promote videos, don't they sometimes, depending on how many likes you get. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, there, were, there was um, one or two videos near the beginning that went super, I would say sort of viral. And right. it was amazing, like seeing like, you know, um, hundreds of hours being watched on a video in a very short space of time, like in a few days. And it was like, wow, really? You know, is that a mistake? I, I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. It's just luck, I think. Hmm. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I, that's I, think, awesome.
0: that's, I think that's how it was for me. I, I just, all of a sudden, one day, you know, it has suggested videos for you when you pop up. And I saw one of yours, it's like the Enterprise F versus something. And I'm going, wait, what is this? <laughs> and I clicked on it and I'm like, this is great. Let me go, let me check this channel out. And I'm like scrolling through Oh my God! I got to subscribe right to this channel. This is like this is my wheelhouse right here. And he's doing Bridge Commander, and I love your commentary on it and, and everything. You don't—that's what I love about it—is you don't just play. You, you you give commentary. You set everything up, and then you make suggestions about it. Now, here is my question. Uh, you know, I know that there is the F, which is the you know, it's different in the Bridge Commander versus what is established in Star Trek Online. Yeah. feel that design, where do you think that design came from, from Bridge Commander, that it doesn't mirror the Star Trek Online uh, look?
2: No, I, I heard from somebody, a few people commented on this. So I'm not entirely sure if it's true, but I, I believe it is, because I, I don't think people would lie about it. But somebody did say that the Enterprise-F in Bridge Commander was the original Enterprise-F design, oh, really? supposedly. And the person who created the one in Bridge Commander is the same person who created the one in Star Trek Online, mm. but they couldn't use the one from Bridge Commander as they couldn't prove that they owned the rights to it. That's what oh. people have told me. Mm. And so that's why the one in Star Trek Online is different, but supposedly, and that, I think the one in Star Trek Online is sort of accepted as the. 100% accurate and surprise f isn't it right cuz canon
0: yeah cuz i think yeah. i read that they that was a part of a fan, like the online version was a fan submission like they did a the whole thing uh-huh. and that was what you know what came out of that was that kind of right. like they have those like that gap between the secondary hole and the in, in the in the saucer section you know kind of yeah. design and from my understanding from everything i've read star trek online that was like they did a whole and design kind of thing and that was the one that won so i just yeah. didn't know if uh if that was the case you know what what the story was so because i think yeah. you would know more than i would so. well
2: that's what I've, people have told me on mm. my channel and um they've said it was it was just down to the right like they didn't mm. have proof that it was it was theirs, so they had it had to be changed or they, they had to create a different type Gotcha. One. But i heard gotcha. it's the same person so, really literally. Supposedly, really? yeah. So.
0: Wow. Okay, that's a, that's interesting to say the least. You know. Now,
1: now I have to say something. Now I'm kind of I'm a little bit. I I know some ships, but I know about some ships, but I'm not like very ship literate, like like John and and, and like you, uh, Mr. Badger. The Enterprise <laughs> F that was the one that had the slipstream design, and the one that, uh, Ezra Dax was the captain of,
2: correct? So I've been told by people. Yeah, okay. I'm not actually. Okay. I, somebody did tell me that recently that, I, yeah, Ezra Dax was in command of that. And I was, that was in the novel, wasn't it? The book. The novel, yes. Yeah, right. yeah,
0: she was, 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 in she was in command of the sister ship, the F. Uh, oh, the Aventine. Yeah, yeah. yeah she Aventine. was the Aventine. Yeah. And because okay. and, the F was after supposedly Wharf or Data was the Andorian captain when they had the refit. Um, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. so okay. but but it was a sister ship to oh, the Enterprise okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, right. My, right. from everything I've read and understood. And try, okay. But like, then again, Star Trek Online's kind of story kind of veers a little bit from the books and, yeah, what they're established like, they still really haven't established that timeline between Picard and uh, TNG, D, D Space Nine era, you know, that's mm. still kind of loose. The only thing that's in that time frame is. Lower Decks,
2: so... um, Lower Decks, I love Lower Decks. uh, Yes, right? (laughs) So funny.
0: (laughs) So do you think they're going to have a Lower Decks uh, expansion for Bridge Commander?
2: I really hope so. I've been looking for the um, USS Cerritos. I've been looking for it. Nothing exists yet, but I'm hopeful because we've got some Discovery mods and we've got some J.J. Abrams mods. So there are people out there who still make these mods. Just, yeah, we need more. <laughs> yeah, right. Need more up to date ones. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I really hope so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, do you have a favorite? So let's just take it in, in T and G then. We um, Federation, uh, Romulan, Klingon, or any other ship. What's what's your favorite um, ship in, in that in that design? Let's let's take let's take Federation out of it. Let's let's just say anything non-Federation. What's your favorite kind of either a race to play or just general ship in general?
2: Right. Okay, that's a good question. Let's see, so in in regards to bridge commander, or in right, regards to right. sort of yeah, right. Okay, um, I would say the Undyne. So species eight four seven two. Really. The um the main ship. His name. What's his name? Oh. Uh... I can't remember his name. What's it referred right. to? I think in the game. The bio referring... ship. Bioship, okay. thank bio you. Ship. Yep, that's it. <laughs> um, I'd say the bioship, and it's—it sounds bad being a Star Trek fan, but I love setting up a big Federation fleet, sending one bioship in, and then just destroying, blowing up <laughs> loads of Federation ships. Yeah, um, like you dismantle the ships, so oh, you can disable problem. the <laughs> disable the impulse engines, have them drifting, then knock off the uh, warp nacelles. and yeah, I just I like doing that. Yeah, because they're, yeah. they're practically invincible unless you've got the uh, torpedoes, the bio torpedoes. Oh, oh yeah,
0: man. which is that a is that a Borg thing or or yeah, uh, Nanoprobes, wasn't the Borg Nanoprobes. nanoprobes. Yeah. yeah, okay, all right, cool. Uh, now, which which ship do you find? Yeah, which which shift do you find is like the most OP that you've played though?
2: Ooh, uh, the that would be the Galaxy Class X from Hell. It's called. Um, is absolutely insane. It could probably go to the Delta Quadrant, go to go into Borg space, destroy all of the Borg, and then just warp home, and it would be fine. It would, it wouldn't even have a scratch on it. It would
0: be <laughs> these days. Oh. oh my god! You you got to You got to go check out his channel just for that. Just find one
2: of the oh, guys.
1: That that is well, yeah. I I want to check a little bit out of it, but I want to check out more of it now. That's just savagery. Oh my oh. god!
2: Yeah, it's um. It's indestructible. (laughs) It's insane. Although, with the um, Babylon 5 Shadow Vessel, I was able to actually um, deplete some of its shielding. We had five Shadow Vessels all firing at the same time, and it was able to slightly bring its shields down, but they recovered really quickly. Oh, my god. (laughs) But the Galaxy Class X from Hell. It unfortunately rammed into some of the, sh- the shadow vessel debris because it blew up a few shadow vessels, and there was debris everywhere. And it flew into it, and it managed to disable itself. Uh, so it wasn't destroyed, but it was st- <laughs> it couldn't really do much. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's, now um, the
0: the one that I was surprised that I saw you did that I was really interested in was the assimilated. Uh, x304 you know the it mm-hmm. was a stargate sg1 but it was assimilated by the board that yeah. was that was cool i really liked that ship that was that it was one neat. Of, I, was, I was like i can't wait to see more of that um because now you're crossing like genre you're, you're crossing shows and it's like
2: yeah it, um it just started off in star trek and now it's just kind of just floating around really it's just yeah. going where it wants but um yeah like what well, what. Was that from like um that was an individual mod so oh, really? it was just like by itself mm. um but the the death star ones as well a lot of people like that uh where you put say the i don't know let's see the the original series constitution class against the death star and um, <laughs> it's just nuts it's just um it's so the death star is so large in that game like the game was never designed to handle anything like this <laughs> and you're so far away from it and it, t- oh <laughs> it takes God. so long and it, it but when the uh the planet beam you know the, the planet weapon from right. the Death star um when that hits a federation ship it, it never ends well for the yeah, federation no. anyway it's no. just goes straight through but well it would wouldn't it i think right
0: yeah, I mean, it's, it's a kyber crystal that's been, you're taking lasers focusing through a kyber crystal and, yeah. you know, that can blow up a planet. So, sure, you know, I don't know of anything that could stand against that. So, yeah. uh, that's that's crazy. You know, um, all right, I, Triple D, I kind of been, um, you know, kind of, uh, do you have any questions for Mr. Badger? Uh, all, all, of... all I got to say is, that,
1: that Galaxy X class from hell, man, that's a hell of a ship. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> you, just, you just you just you just walk into the Delta quadrant, knock on the board's door, the yep. open door's like, oh hello, <laughs> and you just fuck shit up and leave. I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's got um let's see, it has it's got like sort of its own pulse phases which fire, but they're like really upgraded pulse phases. It's got something called reflux torpedoes, and when one of those hits, it just creates biggest explosion and it can just fire them constantly and it has on top of it it's got you know from the nebula class the um it, it has a sort of torpedo turret on right. the nebula class it has one of those on top on top of a galaxy class x so it's just okay. it's insane uh, and don't forget about odd. the uh,
0: the the phaser lance
2: oh, of yeah. course yeah the phaser lance it, it can one shot most ships yeah so one shot it is yeah. not
0: it's, it's not like the phaser lance that was from the original, it's like a massive. Like they 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 took that Phaser lance and went like times ten, that, and it's that, it's just giant. It is
1: that's that's uh, I to, to me that's the greatest thing I've ever seen, and I'm gonna tell you it would so it would it destroys the Borg, and then oh yeah you basically you could basically walk into the Romulan into Romulan space and be like, fuck all you guys you guys all you guys are going down, and they go to. So, have have you done that against the Death Star?
2: Yes, I have, actually. And interestingly, actually, now I'm just remembering, with because I, I did quite a few battles, so I'm just like finding where it is in my head. But I do remember now, with the Death Star, I did have a bit of trouble, actually, with the Galaxy Class X. It almost met its match. What happened? The Death Star fired its uh, beam, hit the Galaxy Class X, and in the first battle, the Death Star won. I remember that. So what I had to do was in the next battle, as soon as the, because basically the game puts you right in front of a Death Star, right in front of the uh, beam, the main beam weapon on the um, Death Star 2. And as soon as the game started, I went to warp straight away. You can actually warp as well when you're doing combat. And I warped out of the way of it really quickly, got as far away as possible, turned around and then managed to get to the, um, the Achilles heel of the Death Star, the power core, mm. and <coughs> used the uh, one shot laser on that, destroyed the power core, and blew up the Death Star. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that was actually one. It was challenging for the Galaxy Class X that I remember now. It was like the one battle where it, you know, it was like, oh, I'm in trouble here. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Normally, you know, it can do what it wants, but not that. Time. Yeah. No.
1: It, I mean, but we're talking about now, listen, now. I there's there's something funny on, on this I I I rip on Star Wars a lot even though to me the the first three Star Wars movies are considered to me considered some of the greatest sci-fi I ever made.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, but the dis the Death Star itself is just such an imposing, just piece of you know piece of like war you know like it's yeah. like it destroys planets it just destroys everything and. Yeah. A galaxy class. I mean, again, a, a starship is able to just say, "Well, nope, not today, that star." It just, I just find that it's nuts. I find that, It's nuts. I love it. Abso- absolutely love it. But John, you forget to you forgot to ask Badger a very important question about Star Trek too. Okay. Mister Badger, what is your favorite Star Trek movie?
0: Oh, out of
1: yeah. out of Ooh. out of out of all the movies.
2: Okay. Uh, It would have to be Star Trek First Contact. Really? Okay. Without a doubt. Uh, I just love it from start to finish. It's a masterpiece. And Mm -hmm. Jonathan Frakes directed that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember watching the commentary and the Borg battle at the beginning uh, near Earth. He said, I don't know if you remember when the Borg cube comes into shot. Mm -hmm. Sort of like he said he wanted to make that look like a star wars um yeah he, he sort of went for a star wars effect with it where yeah. it came in this big giant ship going across and it was it was like a star wars battle i think it was it was a bit like the death star it was like you know the yeah baby yeah yeah but yeah. um the battle of course was incredible yeah um in first contacts and then we had the story and it it was one of those movies that had loads of different things going on all at once so it never it was never a quiet moment it was always you know and it got your brain thinking and then at the end of course they meet the Vulcans right and it just sort of completed the whole thing and it's like oh wow this, so this is how Star Trek started this is right it was just amazing yeah. I absolutely yeah. love that movie so it's, yeah that's and, fine
1: and now least favorite Star Trek movie oh uh,
2: the one after it I would say um, insurrection oh really, really? Um, okay. Yeah, I just it just didn't do it for me. I mean, the um, let's see, we have the Briar Patch battle. Now it was cool. He ejected a warp core and detonated it. I mean, that that was cool. Yeah. But the bit on the bridge where Riker's controlling the ship with a joystick, and I did like some of the comments the commentary though between the the crew. You know, because like they were sort of um, aging backwards a bit, weren't they? So they right. were sort of younger, and mm-hmm. that was funny. But overall, I, I just thought it would have been better as an episode. I think, mm. like a, maybe a, a few episodes, three or four episodes of oh a show. But not, I don't think it was movie worthy. And what's shocking about that movie, I think, is that the budget for Insurrection was bigger than First Contact's. When you see all they did in First Contact, and mm. Insurrection's budget was bigger, and so. Oh, interesting.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So you, you're so you're a TNG movie guy is what it sounded yeah. like you know those, those are your G's. so because like I think Triple D is a he is a motion picture uh, that's yeah. his number one he, he yeah. yeah yeah you know and so you. he he's like I would like last week we were telling him about the twelve things that they did that were the biggest thing that they did in the motion picture because now you can Paramount Plus has the director's cut HD 4K stream. Um, on oh, Paramount huh. Plus, and so like the twelve things that they did, and they like they've added to the to the movie to make it like just that much better. Um, cool. You know, I'm a I'm I'm between Wrath of Khan and Undiscovered Country. Like I vastly you know between those two. Yeah, um, I, I mean,
1: yeah,
0: you know, I mean, and then but I mean, I love I loved all the T and G. Like I wasn't a generations guy. That one was a little if uh, I didn't like five. Five was the worst. Yeah. Five was awful, um, but then uh, I mean poor poor, poor Shatner. Hey, he had the that dumpster fire of a movie that he had to direct. He couldn't yeah. get his rock
1: monsters. That's the reason, right? That. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I mean, but 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 the whole but the whole like story of Star Trek Five. You know, don't believe in false prophets and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and don't buy you know like don't buy like what people are trying to like sell what isn't true. The story itself was good. It's just yeah, the writer strike really screwed that up. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know. yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I mean, I liked Insurrection in the sense of uh, you know the idea of you know they're getting younger. You're seeing that aspect. Um, the idea of you know you're in the middle of the Dominion War and what the Federation is willing to do as far as compromise their standards to win yeah. this war. You know, what I mean, like that was a very you know unique the trail of tears and the reference to the trail of tears kind of reference which is a big american thing here where you know our our government would relocate the native american populations to real shit lands and, and mm. um and you know and in in that process would force march them across the country and people died and, oh. and 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 it was just but it was that we're seeing the same thing with this in this movie and so you know it's yeah. it's that idea of like no, we're not. We're not gonna, you know, deviate from our standards. This is who we are. You know, yeah. yeah. We're in this war, and we need the help. We're working with the Sona, who as they as they say, they're they're shady. They're shady AF. Yes. But yet, yeah. we're gonna still work with them anyway because we're trying to win this war. And it's going well. No, this is not who we are. And it's what you expect from the flagship of the of the Federation. You know, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's why I really enjoyed that one uh, a good bit because you had that aspect for it um I, I really liked first contact that was great um I, the only one I, I you know the um the last one i just i struggled with you know it was it nemesis. was okay nemesis was okay i mean you got the sovereign i mean now you're you're 3 movies in with the sovereign class you know mm-hmm. let's go and you have the new reman ship but uh, mm-hmm. you had the the new Val d'Or classes introduced for the so ship wise, there's some really great ships, but mm. the story was just the weakest of all of them to me. Really, um, yeah, I really, yeah. I didn't. I, did, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Tom Hardy. I found his mm. portrayal as a young Picard not bad, but yeah, it know, was
2: okay. It was I, his. I, I do. Deal- I get that definitely with the you know, the villain, you know, side it. Yeah, could have been it, a bit better. Could it bit.
0: could have been better, and I mean, I know he, I know mentally, Tom Hardy struggled with that movie as well. And it yeah. literally almost killed him. Um, oh. you know, and so like just the the story was I felt was the weakest of the TNG movies. It really was compared to what they put before. You know, there was just so much more um, introspectiveness and, and and lack of, I guess moving along in in, in action to move the story. It was just more, well, what about this? And what about this? And, you know, that's how I felt about it. But that's how I, view. that's my movie takes on it, you know? I think
2: Nemesis, for me, felt like a bit of a goodbye from a Next Generation cast. Like, you know, uh, Riker was getting married. um, Yeah. mm -hmm. Wesley was there, I think, but he was in the deleted scenes, wasn't it, he? Was well, you, right. you, the
0: I did. So we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago on the news because they were talking about how um, you know people were fighting Will Wheaton to get on these new shows. Um, yeah. And uh, he, you, like, you have to pause to see him, like, like it, when Picard is making his speech, he's like, yeah, Beverly Crusher, and he's like really right there, but like right on the edge of the screen. But then there is a deleted scene with him later. But like he's technically in the movie for like a half second, you know. Oh. But he he doesn't say anything or do anything, yeah. uh, and he's there Gen- in a star in a Starfleet uniform though, which is very interesting because he's supposed to be a traveler,
2: but yet he's there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about this actually. Yeah, yeah he's there right. in a
0: Starfleet uniform, you know, a dress uniform. So it's very funny mm-hmm. uh, how that all you know. Where I've never seen the deleted scene, I'd have to check that out.
2: I've heard some theories about the traveler uh, thing where it could be a, an alternate. Wesley Crusher from a different reality or something? Because it doesn't yep. quite fit with the uh, story.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't know. Think. It's it's there's well, I, I well we can't say anything because you haven't seen Picard yet. And, no. <laughs> and June, well June twenty second, Paramount Plus when it comes available, get it because you can see Picard and there's I some think stuff there. You to know. me,
1: that's absolutely ridiculous that that Paramount is just making the UK wait
2: to get that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, discovery as well, uh, was mm-hmm. taken off Netflix for us. Cause that was the only way I could watch, um, mm-hmm. discovery and it's just been taken off.
0: Well, I think it's because what? of the licensing issues more than anything. Uh, and they want to put everything under the Paramount plus label. Mm-hmm. Cause we uh, talked right. about this triple D, uh, how they're yeah. kind of wanting to make everything go there. Cause as a matter of fact, one of the news things that I had was that, uh, as a matter of fact, deep space nine is leaving Netflix, um, and so wow. after eleven years at the end of June, D space has the last holdout and everything's gonna be in um, at On Paramount Plus. Plus. Okay. Uh-huh. So and then so starting June twenty second, if if you know for you, uh, Badger, if you want to if you want to check out anything Star Trek, you'd have to go to Paramount Plus to to check it out. But they're gonna have everything under that one feed. Um, yeah. uh, there. So which I guess makes sense because now it's your property, you're putting everything together. Under, yeah, yeah,
2: I guess that, yeah,
0: and, you know, you, you're and you have control over it. Um, so, but one thing I did want to talk about, I, I don't know if you get this one or not. Have you seen any of the Orville?
2: No, do you know? It's, I don't actually know, I don't think we have a way of watching it in this oh, country. Really? Le- legally, anyway. We don't, wow. <laughs> we don't have a way of watching it. Um, I to... really want to watch it though, yeah, um... you have to get like
1: a, you have to get like a. Like VPN. a Surf Shark, like a like a VPN, and basically yeah. you're in, you're in Miami to watch something like that. So I'm yeah.
2: gonna have to. But yeah, I've I've seen obviously I've seen clips of it. Yeah. And Seth McFarwin you know, he's a huge Trek fan, isn't he? Yeah. And he, yeah. he's yeah. brought in loads of old cast members. Yeah, and he the show he, and...
0: he was in track. He was in a, a couple episodes of Trek. So, oh yeah, uh, Enterprise was
2: Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So. So, I mean, it, it, it's really good. I, they just had their new Hulu only. You know, they're on Hulu only now because they were on NBC or Fox oh, right. before. And now yeah. they, they just released that. So my question is, is there are there any mods for Bridge Commander for the Oracle ships? And if there are, would you play them?
2: Well, people have been asking me that one for a while. And unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be any mods that I really? can find. I have been wow. searching and I haven't found any. Um, so if anybody finds any, of course, I'd, I'd love to do it. All right. Um, I don't really know too much about the ship, so yeah, it looks they're, neat.
0: though. Yeah, they're they're interesting design ships and uh, yeah. and everything like that. This is I just you know a lot because a lot of people who watch Trek say that Orville is really you know great in as far as honoring Trek in that yeah. galaxy quest kind of way, it's familiar <laughs> enough but still its own thing to where yeah. you can really appreciate it. So Not um, neat. Yeah. So, I mean, if you get, uh, I mean, you're a big enough uh, channel now. I mean, you know, you could, you could probably get a sponsorship from like Surfshark or whatever. And Oh you know, yeah, big you know, fun, that, yeah. That way they can get you to, you know, Hey, you can promote Surfshark before a video. And now, which, if that ever happens, if someone comes to you and says, Hey, like Surfshark, Hey, we want to advertise. Are you, cause I know right now you don't advertise or you don't do anything. You just have your opening and you do the channel. Are you ever going to be open to something like that to where someone like searcher says, Hey, we want to sponsor you. We want you to put our ad before your videos or after or somewhere in your video. Um,
2: to be honest, what I'd probably do is I'd probably I'd, in the future, I wouldn't put it out of the question. I'd consider it in the future, but I don't want to annoy uh, my fans who sort of watch the videos. I don't want to upset people. So I'd probably ask but if, if they'd be OK with it, hmm. I'm not sure, really. I'm, I'm a bit inexperienced with um, YouTube. It's all sort of new to me. Hmm. So I well, might do it once and see. Mind you, you can't do that, can you? If you agree to it, you have to do it. So no, I'd I I'd probably, um, probably ask, yeah. make a video and say, I might put this in to help support the channel. How do <laughs> you feel about it?
0: I'm good for it because, man, that yeah, means, you know, lot, yeah. you're getting paid. That I means somebody likes your stuff. You're you're getting for it. If I have to sit through a 30-second to a minute thing on Surfshark, which, by the way, I know people can do where you can have chapters and you can fast-forward past that anyway. Oh, um, right. Yeah, you know, I might <laughs> do that for some other stuff. But, you know, um, I would be cool with that because that means one of my favorite creators is getting recognized and they're getting supported exactly. by somebody. So uh, as a fa- if I'm a true fan... I would be totally on board with you doing that, you know, because right. that, that just means that you're getting that's another source of income for mm-hmm. you. And every time you play a video with that built in, that's change in your pocket. So why not? You know, and then I'm watching yeah, the video exactly. and that yeah. helps you even more, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, my goal is to help you. And if you're gonna advertise, cool, you know. So hey, Surfshark, get on board with Retro Badger here. <laughs> let's hey, go, come on. Let's go. You know, I- All right. I
1: I know, I know, sure. They sponsor all of uh, Simon Whistler's channels on YouTube, Mm -hmm. like um, Brain Blaze and Orographics, Geographics. Uh, Dave Cullen, um, Surfshark sponsors him, too. Um, I don't know. Do you you watch any other, um, like, uh, Star Trek uh, YouTube channels? Maybe, you know, maybe like Dave Cullen's show or or like... um, yeah, I'd, I'd,
2: I've started watching. Um, he makes some comedy videos. Uh, is it? called Mr. Grin. He make he makes Star Trek videos. Grin. Mr. Grin or Major Grin? I think he's Major called. Major Grin. Okay. And uh, he makes um, funny Star Trek videos. So basically, he splices together uh, bits from episodes, and oh, he seems oh, wow. to um, he seems to put in the like the behind the scenes. So you know when they film something and then they say mm-hmm. cut. And it carries on afterwards. he seems to sort of mix it all together oh, and make it look natural. Wow But it's yeah. really funny, so you see um, Patrick Stewart uh, doing silly things like jumping up and down. you know because between takes they do silly things. You see all that, but he splices it into the actual sort of episodes, like sort of oh, you know wow. like the actual sorry the scenes. he, he splices it into mm-hmm. the scenes, but oh, it, it is quite funny.: That's
1: awesome. But, yeah. Major mean, Major, me... we definitely got to check that out. Yeah. Definitely got to check
2: that out. Well, I mean, he he doesn't really like uh, Discovery or any of the new Star Trek. So there's quite a bit of um, Mickey taking. So he sort of, you know, he takes the rip out of it a bit.
0: Okay, yeah, I see that. And one of his, Rios is a terrible cabin that no one listens to in Star Trek Picard. And then Rios becomes his own grandpa in Star Trek Picard. Okay, yeah, he's, he kind of <laughs> doesn't like. Doesn't <laughs> like i mean so so this and another another question i want to ask you
1: too badger is i i know there, there's a lot of controversy with discovery with picard and with the new track coming out and with mm-hmm. everyone talks about canon and stuff mm-hmm. what is your opinion and how you know kurt alex kurtzman has taken track now with discovery and with Picard and with lower decks what do you think of the new track compared to the old track
2: Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I would say with lower decks, to me personally, I think that's that's spot on. That's really faithful yep. to mm-hmm. Starship the Next Generation in particular. Mm-hmm. It's like I think if you took somebody from the nineties and showed them lower decks, they wouldn't feel it. Wouldn't feel out of place. It would be. Well, of course, I mean you see Riker on the Titan, but
3: mm-hmm. it,
2: you know it's it's the same. It's Star Trek, how we know yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Trek Picard, yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I, I wouldn't. I think when I first started watching it, I struggled with the first few episodes, but the more you watch it, I think as long as you tell yourself, try not to compare it too much. To the old star treks so mm-hmm. if you go in there thinking yeah this is going to be like the next generation this is going to be like voyager it's it's a completely different thing um but i suppose i'm i'm just grateful that they're still making them really you know mm-hmm. i mean it's mm-hmm. it's great this is definitely like a new boom time for star trek shows like like we had in the 90s which mm-hmm. is it's great isn't it um know, it's fantastic now <laughs> with picard uh, I have struggled more with that one. I mean, it's it's great to see um, Patrick Stewart and uh, Riker and mm-hmm. and all the others, uh, but I don't. I think it's unnecessarily sort of violent. If you know what I mean. Like I don't know if they're doing it just for viewer ratings or mm-hmm. just for the shock factor. But I get the feeling they overdid it, at least in season one, because I've not seen season two yet. But I do think it's a bit more shocking. I don't know if they put, they're just trying to put too much drama into it. It's not like old Star Trek, where with old Star Trek, even with Voyager, it was a bit of a desperate story. You know, they were on the other side of the galaxy. They never knew mm-hmm. if they were going to get home and see their families, their loved ones. But they still made time to explore. So even though they were going home, if they detected a, a signal or they saw a new star system, which looks a bit strange, like, oh, we'll, we'll go and explore. And mm-hmm. I miss that ex, ex, exploration side mm-hmm. of things. Um, you know, you don't have the landing parties beaming down, exploring planets. I, I do miss that side of it, but yeah. I'm I'm still grateful that we have these new Star Treks, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to Strange New Worlds. That that well, ones, I'm I, really I will, excited.
1: I will say this, Badger. if you want, if you're looking for landing parties, discovering new worlds, that's Strange New Worlds. I yeah, mean, it's, Ooh, really. The, I, I, the, that I I've the episode, correct John?
0: Yeah, about.
1: <laughs> yeah, Spock and mm. I literally watched it and I was I got so emotional because I'm watching I'm like this is this is this is this is just like TOS. I mean it reminded me oh good of, of Trouble with Tribbles and it reminded me of the old format of Star Trek. Even yeah. with next generation when you would have a super serious episode. And have, you know, and then you have an episode which is a little more lighthearted, you know, yeah. which kind of, you know, so it's kind of following that, um, that the whole, um, agenda, which is I absolutely love it. And and Anson, yeah, Malone I do, is yeah, the, That's, uh... <laughs> the greatest Captain Pike.
2: Yeah. Oh, great, yeah, he was really good in Discovery, really good, oh, like he just fit yeah. the parts so well. And, um, I think with Discovery as well, the one thing I did like. They weren't afraid to sort of go into, say, let's see, we had the Mirror Universe Mm -hmm. and we had Section 31. Now, I know that that was a bit more compared to the old seasons, uh, the old series of Star Trek. Sorry. It was more violent. It was a bit more, you know, a bit more gory, but Mm -hmm. it was it was kept in check. I think it was more sort of regulated. So it was kind of like um, they didn't overdo it, if you know what I mean. Right, where I, th- I think with yeah. Picard, they just really overdid it with the with the um. If you remember Echeb, what happened to him in Picard? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that, um, that, things that like one. that. It's it's just you know, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It, it, it it it's toned down a little bit in season two, but there's still some stuff you're like, uh, was this necessary? <laughs> kind of thing, you know. But yeah. I, I agree with you. Like in Discovery, like I found it interesting the take on Section Thirty-One for Discovery that they're kind of more out in the open. A little bit compared to to what we've seen before and after that moment in time, like you know, in Enterprise it was they were down and dirty and secret, and then later on in Deep Space Nine, same thing. But in Discovery, they're out in the open a little bit. You know, I mean, but they're not, but they are. You know, it's kind of that weird, like you know, we know that Section Thirty-One exists, but it doesn't exist, but we know it exists, kind of thing. And um, that that was very interesting and. And, and then the, the idea of how things change because of that season with, with Pike and, and Section 31 and, and and everything that goes along those lines. And, uh, mm. you know, I, like, and I think, you and know, I talked to before Triple D came on, you know, that's what they honor that, in T- even in A Strange New Worlds, the callbacks to Discovery of, you know, some of those little bitty things that they do to say, no, oh, yeah. we're recognizing this, this is canon, we're not going to leave this to be, you know this thing that we don't talk about. We're going to mention it, and we're going to do these kind of things. And yeah. uh, it, it's done really well. I mean, so when I, – I know uh, it says June 22nd is with Paramount Plus gets, and y'all are getting the first three off the bat as well as Discovery. Oh, and that's Hard. awesome. So, you know, cool. uh, definitely look forward to maybe hearing your take on your channel sometime of you getting to actually hear it and see it. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I don't know what it costs, what they're going to charge, but over here it's four ninety nine dollars uh, a month. Uh, oh, but wow. I think you pay yearly, so it's like like fifty bucks for the year, right? right? And, and that's with with commercials. And if you, it's what nine ninety nine without commercials, I think. Triple yeah. D, um, yeah, re, a month. Which I mean, I think it's ninety nine bucks for the year, so oh, it's yeah. not terribly expensive as far as you know a streaming service goes. Um, yeah. And if, if you want all your Star Trek, it's right there because then you get the. Uh, uh, what, what's that? Nickelodeon with Prodigy or yeah, Prodigy. Oh too. yeah, yeah. You get Prodigy. You get. I think there's there's five shows in production right now. It's uh, Discovery, Picard, Strange New Worlds, Prodigy, and Lower Decks. And so mm-hmm. every quarter, almost essentially, you're getting a new show. Um, because Picard <laughs> rolled right into Strange New Worlds, which before that was something Discovery. Discovery, and then after. Strange New Worlds is going to be Lower Decks, and then I think Lower Decks rolls into Prodigy, and then Discovery. I mean, they're just the goal being they're just going to keep rolling into that next series. It's amazing so, how,
2: how many there is. It really right, is. I
0: mean, because when you think about it, you know, back in the 90s when we were around, it was you had Next Generation, and then it kind of rolled into, you know, Deep Space Nine, and then Voyager kind of stepped yeah. in towards the end of Deep Space Nine, and then those could rode concurrently for like a year or two but it was only like a, a small overlap and then Voyager ended and then enterprise came along and then when we had nothing for a yeah. long time and it was yeah. you know they focused on the movies and 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 we had nothing and it was just kind of going you know we're, yeah. we're, you know you're trying to figure out where's my trek where's my my thing that I want to watch
1: and yeah and then and then it came with the uh with the Kelvin timeline movie yeah. and then it kind of, no,
3: yeah.
1: you know, and then the popularity, you know, came back and Paramount's like, yeah, we should, we should probably dust off Star Trek and uh, <laughs> yeah. start,
3: start, yeah. start, start yeah.
1: doing this because it's uh, still popular yeah. amongst everybody.
0: How'd you feel about the Kelvin timeline movies? Uh,
2: they're entertaining. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't take them too seriously, if you know what I mean. Like I don't, um, I don't really see them. I mean, it's a different, it's an alternate reality, isn't it really? Right. That's been created. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I just see it as an alternate reality. I don't see it as true original Star Trek. But I mean, no, it's very good still. It's very entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't love it. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean it's very interesting though, because like we, you know, on, on our channel, there's a there's a star Star Wars podcast, it's called the NFO, and one of the guys on there, he he liked new track, the mm-hmm. Kelvin timeline, um, more so than he has anything regular Star Trek. I mean he loves oh, Star cool. Wars, but it, I think what, what for him, he didn't know the, the history of the timeline at Star yeah. Trek and how deep it is. Whereas you can kind of step in, you know the familiarities of it, but then that's you're getting that whole you know he didn't know about Khan, he didn't know about you know the vengeance or or just some of the different things that are sprinkled in, you know, in the in the timeline that they kind of rebuild on. And so uh he was like, no, this is I like this. This is all good stuff. And because it was it was a not as steep a learning curve for him to to learn the history and see the different alternate timelines and the way they took it. Um you know and so he could see Kirk as a young Kirk not as william shatner in the movies you know ages 40 to 60 you know yeah Yeah, that's interesting
2: yeah to see it from that
0: perspective yeah so i mean which was an interesting you know perspective whereas like you know like but we we he's the same age as triple d and i and so you know we all grew up with star wars and star trek and things like that but just for him he graduated he gravitated towards star wars that was just his thing You know, more so. Whereas, I mean, I grew up in a household where my mom and dad were like, hey, if you enjoy it, watch it. It's cool. You know, so Babylon 5, Stargate SG-1, you know, you name it. I've seen it, you know, as far as sci-fi goes, because uh, The Expanse. Oh, my gosh. What a great show that is, you know, and just the physics that they come up with to, to make it real. So these ship battles are just like... You know, okay. Well, if I fire this gun here, my ship's going to go this way. So I have to counteract with my, you know, oh my thrust. Yeah, no, like I mean, just oh, we we need to move. Well, we, our thrusters are out. Well, we can fire our rail gun. If we do, we can use that to you know propel us this way instead. That's, that's nuts. I mean, just the the science and the thought behind it. Just because if we're as Star Trek fans, you know, there is a lot of physics and science. That are real yeah. behind of what we see. And this takes it to that next level. So, um, cool. You know, I mean, I've I've always just been a sci-fi person in general. Uh, but to me, Star Trek is the, I guess, the epitome of that melding of real-world science with the the sci-fi fantasy, you know, in entertainment aspect. You know, you, you yeah, it's yeah. not too. Real worldy. It's just enough to be like. Okay, that makes sense, but not enough to be like it's laser swords and magic and and things like that set in space. You know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not dunking on Star Wars. It oh, is you know a little yeah. simpler compared to Star Trek. You know, there is some yeah. real world aspects to that. So, do you have a favorite uh, sci-fi beyond Star Trek? Do you, if you if you would say,
2: yeah. Um... It's an old um, British show called uh, UFO by uh, Gerry Anderson. He Mm. created the Thunderbirds. Okay. If you've heard of the Thunderbirds. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, It was called UFO, and it only ran for one season. But we got, I think, there's about 26 episodes, actually. Oh, wow. Wow. And after that, he created Space 1999. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But UFO was, like, the show before it. And yeah, that's my, that's my favorite show outside really? of Star Trek. Uh, basically, they, it was made in uh, 1969, the show. But well, it was set in the future. So it was set in 1980. And <laughs> it was a secret organization that was set up to defend the Earth from uh, UFOs by aliens. And uh, they had a base on the moon. And their, their secret base was underneath a movie studio so during the day, they had to pretend that they were movie executives, oh and God. then at the last minute they'd have to go in. There's like a bunker under the studio, and then they'd have to like coordinate a defense against the UFOs that were coming. And the aliens were a bit creepy though. They they had uh, green faces, and they had like a space suit on with liquid inside. It was like a fish tank, and they used to uh, kidnap people uh, for their organs. Their, their, organs in the body, because they okay. were a dying oh, wow. race. And that's why they came to Earth, to steal that. But yeah, that, it's a really good show. It's got um, mm-hmm. the lead actor uh, was American, actually. He's, he's, mm-hmm. um, and there's there's a few Americans in it, and there's a, um, the rest are English. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's really good. Well, I'll check yeah. that out. That, that,
1: this, they sound like the Vedians.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly like the Vidians. Exactly like the Vidians. Mm, who, yeah. who, whenever I
1: watch Voyager and I see that they're around, I cringe because I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Harvester Oregon. Oh, so yeah. scary because it could be true. <laughs>
2: and the faces oh. as well. Oh, oh. Look at the faces. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, you know, you think about, because in Insurrection, you know, you had the Sona and the you had the, oh, yeah. you know, the people, they were stretching their faces and, <laughs> and stuff like that. But then this took that to a whole nother level, you know, with yeah. the Medeans. And that was just, oh, that was rough. That was, oh my gosh, just, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: Well, then, but also, too, sorry, sorry, a little bit about Voyager, too. The Hirogen were probably one of my favorite. Um, oh, yeah. I mm. love the Hirogen.
2: They were... Yeah, they um, they they were sort of like the the Klingons, but I I get the yeah. feeling they were more extreme. Like they yeah. just yeah they just yeah. lived for that extremely you know, for... extreme. Yeah, especially yeah. like they
1: took over they took over Voyager and were like like killing like the crew and they're going to the doctor. All right, get them get them back alive. Let's go. Okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like... It's like well oh, and using, using the hollow sweets and you know I mean yeah, and, but yeah. like but they that was the thing they hunted in packs it was just usually a main hunter and an apprentice and that was about it and every now and then they would have the guy who would work on the scientist or whatever but it was it was always these smaller ships they were never like you know, yeah, he said, yeah. you know like a Klingon would be where you'd have you know 20 to a hundred people on a ship. it was always usually like two or three on a ship. And it was a main hunter and then usually a couple others. And that's how they rolled. But yet when they all came together, you know, you saw how powerful they really, really were. But they oh, just yeah. chose to live for the hunt, you know, and that yeah. was that was just so interesting and unique to watch how they could do that. It was like it was like Klingons mixed with predators, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really, you know, if you think about it, because they they, they they wanted to hunt with honor, but then at the same time, it was that predator aspect of, you know, you had the kind of the helmet shaped look, the face mask, you know, and then yeah. uh, they could kind of camo themselves and, and the armor and things like that. So, um, it's still like really unique alien race that, you know, again, eventually you develop a kind of a somewhat of an alliance with, you know, and, and help out and, uh, you know, very interesting way that it went about, you know, going about that. So, um, mm-hmm. You know, I, like that's the one thing I love about Trek is just the constant introduction of new characters and alien races and yeah. how they can build from them. And there's similarities from things, but not the same. And, um, you know, but then how you can put so many people under a mask and yet they can just portray these different characters. You know, I mean, look at yeah. Jeffrey Combs, you know, just the Amount of characters he's played, I mean, I think, oh, yeah. um, triple D in the, in the Spock the uh one, I think that was Armin Zimmerman who was the main uh, was the main alien you know that was coming on the solar ship. Really? Uh, really, I, I'm I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I was no. watching, really? yes, I'm I look, okay, I'm gonna go look it up right now. Uh, yeah, you look this, it up, yeah. This, sorry, this is how we work sometimes. This is you know, we'll throw something out there, uh, really, was it? Uh, yeah, I think it was really um, yeah I think it was because he had a very quirk like um you know uh, was it his is no his it
2: ears was, <laughs> no it was just,
0: it was just the way he like when he would say things or or oh, all right, yeah. you know just kind of like how mm-hmm. he would uh, you know his mannerisms his mannerisms and, and mm-hmm. just the way he would say things some sometimes it was to me more of um that's that kind of thing. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if is. Uh, so yeah, this got the Amok time opening. So uh,
2: let's see. Vagan, um, Vagan Armstrong. He was another one that was in a lot, wasn't he? Yep. Um, yeah. He, yeah. He, didn't he appear? I'm sure he played three different characters in one episode once of um, Enterprise. Probably so. I could be wrong, but so he was the admiral, wasn't he? In Enterprise. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes, yes um, he was. Yeah. He played. I'm sure he played a Klingon. In, yeah. In an episode of Enterprise, and he played something else. I'm sure he played like two aliens and him basically, and the admiral. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. He did a lot. That guy. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I,
1: I, I do remember. I do remember seeing that.
0: Uh, oh, uh, the actor who played uh, Martok.
1: J.J. Uh, mm-hmm. JJ Hertzler.
0: JJ he, he played. I mean, he was Martok. He was the the young changeling that Odo found. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what else was he in? Um, and then he he's played a few things as well. So mm-hmm. um, uh, to me, that's that's that, that was very interesting in that aspect as well. So yeah. um, you know they have done a lot. I think to 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 really do that. Oh man, it's not showing me. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find the episode. Um, you, you know, gotta go
1: on uh, IMDb.
0: Let me do that. Let me do
2: IMDb. Uh,
1: yeah, IMDb. That's. I mean, that's that's the only way to go with that, man. To, to yeah. look it up. Yeah.
2: You know, I, I use IMDb quite a lot, and I've, it's interesting with a lot of the, the old Star Trek games. You get some quite famous people doing some of yeah. the voice acting really? that you get. Um, some of the cast, for example, Seska is in, uh, you know, Zazka, the actual. Right. Yeah. Um, she um, is in Bridge Commander. She's the first officer. Really. Um, wow. And there's a guy from. Do you remember the National Lampoon's um, Christmas movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the neighbor. I don't know if you remember The Neighbor. Yes. 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 Uh, that's. Um, he's in Bridge Commander as well. He's the tactical officer. Oh who, really. He looks like The Rock, actually. If you if you play that game and look at the tactical officer, he's the spitting image of The right. Rock. Right, yeah. And the, one of the game developers was a big wrestling fan, apparently. So oh, that's wow. Really... Nice. Um, but, yeah, that's it's, awesome. it's amazing, the, the people. Oh, and then um, wow. Biff. Sorry, uh, Biff from um, Back to the Future as well. Oh, he was in yeah. um, Elite Force. Is he really? Yeah, he's in that. So. <laughs>
1: Uh I think I think the actor's name is Crispin Glover that, that played Biff, correct? Is that That sounds right.
2: Yeah, yeah. That sounds right.
1: He has he... he has such a distinct voice, you know, you, oh, yeah. you
2: can't
0: can't miss it. Yeah. He
2: he acts like Biff though, I think. In, um, oh. in no, the No, Crispin
0: Glover's the dad. That was uh oh, that, no. that yeah, Biff is another character. He's oh a, yeah. He's uh he's an actor, uh oh geez. He uh, was...
1: I know he was on uh, oh, what was it? Legends of Tomorrow. There, that had that series there on uh, CW. So. I,
0: ooh, I don't know that. You I'm know, terrible uh, with names. Me, I can never. Remember I, I, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
2: just
0: half the time I know them as the character. I don't know them as real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm that kind of guy. Well, maybe it's not Armin Zimmer. I don't see him listed as as on here. Um, Let's see, I'm looking at the. uh, Yeah, they they don't. It must not have been him. It looked like him though. Uh, Yeah, it it did.
1: It did. Yeah. He
0: he he was. uh, uh, But I could have sworn it was him. You know, he he had a lot look like him, and he when he said things, it was like, okay, that sounds a lot like. Armin Zimmerman, but, um, you know, anyway, like I, that's what I love about Trek is, you know, just the availability of people and, you know, the fact that mm-hmm. like people love Trek so much that they want to come back and do, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll play a different character, you know, I'll, I'll do this or that or whatever. Um, yeah. you know, I, to me, that just, again, shows the, the fun of Trek, you know, and how, how it works. So, mm-hmm. All right, well, well, I'm around an hour forty five.
2: Well, yeah, we, yeah, we've been. <laughs> yeah. Have... I've been having fun. Been having I don't know about y'all. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, loving enjoying it, enjoying this.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know. I guess I, to me, that's plenty. Uh, we this is about uh, how long we go for our shows because then we yeah. take fifteen minutes to, to, to log <laughs> off anyway because we <laughs> end up bring up random bullshit as we go. But before we go. Uh, we, we uh, normally do we end our show with what we call a Trek Wreck and so we'd like to give you the honor this week Mr. Retro Badger of Thanks giving our, uh, our, our Trek Wreck from the week whatever you recommend that is Star Trek related um, let's see so uh, James if you will put in the music now Mr. Badger, what is your Trek Wreck of the
2: Week? It would be Message in a Bottle, um, the Star Trek Voyager episode. Oh, And um, I absolutely love the interaction between the two doctors. I I think they could have their own TV show. It was just epic. Um, I think he's called Andy Dick. Yes, Andy Dick. Yeah, Andy Dick. Um, it, It was absolute genius. I could just watch them for hours. It was so funny. But that episode is... Ace. I mean, it's the first time they contact Starfleet. Um, so Starfleet realizes that Voyage is still out there. It's not been mm-hmm. destroyed and it, it changes things. I think the show changed from that point on. It really, sure. you know, you can see the changes. Yeah. you yeah, There's actually a good. funny story
0: about Andy Dick and the guy who runs our platform. Uh, um, yeah. It's, it's a very uh, funny story and kind of inappropriate. So we will kind of share it. But yeah, it's uh. So when we when we hear Andy Nick, we kind of always giggle because we know there's a very funny story that happens with uh, the guy who runs we, our platform.
1: And we and the guy that runs our platform, uh, Badger, he's uh, 6'4", 250 pounds. He's a professional wrestler, and, wow. and, and and now he also has another show with three other pro wrestlers. Where they talk conspiracy and he and he talk other stuff like that. And they always break, you know like when when Jameen starts talking about Andy Dick and he starts getting mad about what like Andy mm-hmm. Dick tried doing to him, all oh, the guys are like, "Don't worry, bro, we'll be there to pull Andy Dick off of you when he's yeah. kicking your ass, okay uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's 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 kind of that's that's, that's kind of how they get that's how they kind of you know rib them a little bit, yeah. But. Yeah, it was it was something really inappropriate in oh, the dude. right. Okay. he tried doing and uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but that's always the running joke with it whenever we hear where everybody hears that you know that that where everybody makes fun of him that they would pull Andy Dick off of him, you know. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, from that. So so we have a good time. But no, that's a great episode
2: of uh, Voyager. Episode.
0: That that's what, season four? Was that season four of Voyager? Believe uh, it.
2: Was- or I think it five. was. It sounds about right season. I think season four, but yeah.
0: not hundred percent. Yeah. I'm not a huge, I, 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 I I'm not chapter and verse on Voyager as I am some of these other ones. So, uh, but definitely that's a great episode. Uh, so, uh, before we go, how about, um, why don't you, uh, again, we've been talking about your YouTube channel, talk about your YouTube channel, where they can find you. Or do you have any other social media where people can reach you and contact you at, um, on those lines as well?
2: Uh, at the moment, I'm just based on YouTube. Um, but I do have an email address on there that people can contact me with with requests. Um, but basically, my, my channel's called uh, Retro Badger Gaming. And I, I specialize mainly in Star Trek ship battles. Um, I also publish some walkthroughs. And if you ever want to see any requests, like any ship battles, so if you think I'd like to see a Cardassian Galore class, um, destroy Neelix's shuttle, I can can do the battle for you. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes.
2: And you can comment on the videos and leave requests. And I try to do as many requests as I can, um, but I get quite a lot. So I've got a massive spreadsheet with hundreds to do. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, I'm I'm always open to requests from people. And um, that's my channel, basically. So yeah.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, awesome. ladies and gentlemen, awesome. uh, I I don't know about you, but I've had a great time with uh, Mister Retro Badger Gaming. Uh, it's so been great, I. Triple Thank D. You. I think it's been great. Uh, one of our best it's been awesome. episodes, yeah. having a guest oh, on. Bar yeah. none. yeah. Bar none. First, we talked ships for an hour and forty five minutes. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to get mad at that, you know, at I all. Mean,
1: I mean, we talked about uh, we talked about everything, everything Star Trek, and yeah, um like still stuck on the galaxy <laughs> <That's less laughs>
2: you'll be dreaming I'll, about it yeah i
1: am i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like holy cow this ship is just crushing everybody but i mean we had a great time we had a chance to talk with retro badger one of the most pre- one of the most eminent youtube channels mm-hmm. when it comes to star trek on youtube and we Thank you. we appreciate you coming on to,
2: oh to I've, our I've loved it. Yeah. Oh
0: that's great. I'm glad.
2: I'm all I really am. It's just <laughs> so nice speaking to you both. Mm-hmm. Know, oh, hey, look, there's an out. open
0: open invite. So you have our email Always. if you ever want to come right. back, if you watch, Please. you know, if you watch some of the stuff from uh when when you guys get Paramount Plus and you start seeing Strange New Worlds and you want to come talk about it, we'd love to talk about it with you. We have been yeah. we've been holding off on talking about series until they get all the way through. Um, But we'll make an exception for you when you come on. You guys, you have you fucking undersold me on how good (laughs) Strange New World is, you know. And and you want to come on and bitch at us because we undersold it to you. Uh, You're more than welcome. You have an open invite, as we tell our guests. Anytime you email us, whenever you want to come on. If you want to promote something, Mm -hmm. if you've got something big coming up, a big project like you're gonna do, like you said, you're gonna introduce something new to your channel. Uh, or anything along those lines, you know, shoot us an email. We'd love to have you on, or we'll just even Thanks. just promote it for you uh, and send it our way and we will get our audience to know that you've got a new thing coming. Uh, because you've been, you know, a wonderful guest. So thank you, sir. Yes, thank you. Appreciate you. Guest. Thank we appreciate it. Triple really D. Nice. Let's let's uh let's wrap this up. You tell everybody where to find um, us. Jeez. Well, let's see. You can find us
1: Academy HMG Facebook. Come check us out. We usually post some um, memes i have a lot of inappropriate star trek memes i have to post on there yeah you do you you can also email us at the academy at yahoo.com or send us a message on twitter at the academy hmg to all you smooth brain star trek fans out there email us let us know what you want to talk about i mean we went out and we got uh like a triple a like diamond of diamond guest okay Mm -hmm. And Retro Badger. I mean, just awesome. So, if, you, if there's any other guests that the fans, you want us to bring in, let us know. And we'll try our best. And uh, and you can slide in the DMs on Twitter and let us know what Starship you think is the sexiest Starship in the Federation. So, and basically for my plugs, you can find me, Demetrius Zerdos, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Dipping Donuts for all your best food porn and uh john where can all the star trek fans and all the star trek latest find you my friend? yes
0: uh so uh, you can find me on the tiktoks instagrams uh instagrams and twitter at jreezy men uh even on youtube i think uh it's just john enright so if you see those comments retro badger that's me uh, Johnny, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I asked you one time, like, why are you going for the warm core? Work outside, come in, start for the nacelles, and work in. Stop going for the warm. core. Can you go for the warm core. Uh-huh. Right for the throw, man. That was yeah. you, was
2: it? Right? Yeah, that
0: was me. <laughs> that was me. So, uh, so yeah. All right. I made my comments. So, uh, and then on, on YouTube and Insta- and uh, Facebook, John and Right. And uh, if you want to talk mental health, or you need help finding some uh, help with mental health in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Whether you live in Texas or you live outside of Texas, you can always email me, john at freedomhousepc.org. And we won't talk Star Trek. We won't talk wrestling or anything else. We'll just talk mental health, what you're going through, how you can find resources in your area. Um, I don't know. I work uh, retro badger for a agency here in rural Texas that helps victims of sexual assault, domestic violence. And so we provide mental health services for a lot of people in our rural Texas area. And I help run a team program uh, after school stuff for kids as well. So, uh, so I'm a big advocate for mental health and making sure kids are able to, you know, live their true selves and, 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 um, you know, just have a safe place to be who they are Um, because being a teenager, as you said, is hard. Um, Sometimes you feel alone and we don't want that, especially, When you live in a rural Texas area that has very conservative roots and uh, sometimes you might not feel like you fit in, we want to have a safe place for everybody who can come and just be themselves. And so uh, so any of our listeners, if you need help with uh, with the mental health, finding out what resources are in your area, give me a holler. I know how to contact people. Um, You know, I'm not afraid to give people a phone call as Retro Badger found out. I'll just throw a message out there and say, hey, you want to come join us? And uh, I'll do that for you as well, for those mental health advocacy things as well. So uh, that's how you find me on the internet. So Triple D, take us home. Well, well, I hope all the students of the Academy
1: have enjoyed their lecture because guess what? You got your money's worth and then some here at the Academy. For For me, for John, and for the great Retro Badger, to everyone out there, Live long and prosper, and we'll see all you Trek fans next week on the Academy Podcast.